Come on, right there in your homes, family. Open up your hearts. Lift up your hands. Let's just take a bit of time to worship this morning. From my heart to your heart, may my worship please you, Jesus. I can never find the words to say how beautiful you are. Every beat from my heart is a love song to you, Father. Lord, I love you with all I am. I am, I give to you, be glorified, be glorified, an offering of worship to you alone, Lord be glorified, you are Never find the words to say how beautiful you are. Every beat from my heart is a love song to you, Father. Lord, I love you with all I am, and all I am I give to you. Be glorified, be glorified.
worship you. We bless your name. You are holy, Lord. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. As we come before your throne of grace today, Lord, once again, what a privilege, what an honor it is that you said, if two or three are gathered in my name, my name, that there I am in the midst of them. And today we have gathered here, we have gathered in our homes, we have gathered in our various places by means of the social network. And I thank you for your presence. That right there in the homes of people, your presence is made manifest. That right there in the homes of people today, your word becomes flesh and blood on the inside of people. Lord, I thank you today. Let your word come like a, like a breath of fresh air. Let your word come to uplift. Let your word come to exalt. And we vow as always to give you all of the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen right there in your homes. Amen. Great to be with you. Great to have some of the blended guys with us this morning. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, quickly I'd like to read from Mark chapter 3. I'm going to be doing part 1 today and then part 2 next Sunday. So we'll finish this next Sunday. Um, and then on the 20th of September, don't forget, that's going to be a great Zoom ministry where we're just going to worship and then get to pray for individuals that are on the Zoom screens, okay? That's going to be our way of just doing something a little bit different. But I am really hungering and thirsting to minister to people. Uh, and so I'm not going to allow social media to upset that. We're going to do it by way of Zoom. Amen. But here in Mark chapter 3, verse 1, and uh, I want you to pay attention. This is available, by the way, on the church app. All right. So you can follow with us. Verse 1 says, and he, Jesus, entered the synagogue again. He entered the synagogue again. And a man or woman was there who had a withered hand. And so they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward, step forward. And then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Praise the Lord. So this morning, praise the Lord, Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, he said, step forward and stretch out. Step forward and stretch out. And so my sermon title is Step Out. And we're going to have a look at this in the course of two weeks. But I want to begin by sharing and reminding everyone about our 
Durban Christian Center REAP vision. Amen? And of course, we know that the REAP, the R stands for REACH. We want to win the lost at any cost. We want to help people come to know God. That's what our heart is. Amen? And then the E, once people get saved, is we want to disciple them. It's our job to disciple people. One thing, getting them saved. One thing, of winning the lost at any cost, but then we want to get them established, grounded in the Word, and as the Word comes, light comes, and people can find freedom. Our job is to set the captives free. Praise the Lord. Your job is to set the captives free. The A means we want to activate them. What does that mean? We, we just basically want to switch people on. Everybody's got different giftings. Ricardo is a phenomenal singer and a dancer, and so he's got certain giftings. But all of us have got different giftings. I know Leroy's a good runner, but he's also good with banking and so on and so forth. Every one of us has got different giftings, and in the Activate, we want to help people discover what their God-given purpose is. And then the peace says, I'm planted. I'm here to stay. And if I'm here to stay in the soil of this ministry, I'm going to make a difference. Amen. I'm going to make a difference in Durban. I'm going to make a difference in my workplace. I'm going to make a difference in my family. I'm going to make a difference in my neighborhood. I'm going to make a difference in South Africa. That's our REAP vision in a nutshell. But it's really defined by saying that we want to reap everything, reaping everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God. Guys, can we say that together? reaping everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God. Amen? So in other words, we, we're saying that because Jesus didn't just die for my salvation. Thank God that, you know, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Wayne, thank God you're going to heaven. All right? And, uh, and that's wonderful. But it does, it's, that's not all. That's not all. There is much more to what Jesus did on the cross than just getting you and I saved. And this brings me to my next slide. The cross redeems every part of us, every part of us. When Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just for us to inherit eternal life. Actually, eternal life is defined as knowing Him. And so eternal life doesn't start when you get to heaven. It starts here on earth. An eternal life needs to overwhelm and, and, and be found in every part of you because we are spirit, soul, and body. What are we, guys? Spirit, soul, and body. We are spirit, soul, and body. That's what 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says. I'm giving you a scripture. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. All right? So in other words, when we talk about the full gospel, it's not, we're not talking about a denomination or a, or a church system. We're talking about that we want the full story, the full story of the cross, the full story of redemption, the full story of healing, the full story of restoration. We want that to be a part in every part of us. We want to reap the full gospel. Hallelujah. And so, you remember, Moses was called to take the people of Israel out of Egypt, and Joshua was called to bring them into the land that flowed with milk and honey. Hallelujah. So, our job is we want to reap in this time, not when we get to heaven, in this day and age. In the middle of COVID, in the middle of what we are facing, we want to reap everything that God has for us. Amen? So, it brings us to the next slide. God desires for us 
to reap the benefits of the cross. And I don't know who needs to be reminded this morning. There's some of you today that, you know, we've lost sight of what did Jesus do on the cross for me? And and we just kind of think when I get to heaven, if I can just get to heaven, what about if I can just get into this life and live successfully and let everything of the cross be manifest in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. I want you to say these words after me today, guys, and those of you at home. Jesus died for me to redeem every part of me, spirit, soul, and body. Therefore, therefore, I will reap in this age every benefit of the cross and see the fulfillment of His plans His purposes for my life. It is the will, the desire, and the heart of God for me in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 1, I'm giving you Scripture to back up what I'm saying. Then God blessed them who Adam and Eve and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And then He said, fill the earth. The earth is the sand. The earth represents the body realm, the flesh realm, the body realm. And then he says, I need you to subdue it. Well, that's where the mind comes in, the will, the emotions. Adam was placed in that garden to tend after and to care in that garden. He had to use wisdom. He had to use his emotions. He had to use his intellect. He had to use reasoning. And then it says, I want you to have dominion over the fish of the sea. You can't see fish in the sea because they're in, in, in the sea. You just put a, a, a fishing line out there and hope that you're going to catch a fish. That speaks of the invisible realm. So we're talking here about the body, the soul, and the spirit, all right? And God said, in those three areas, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. In the New Testament, this is how the Apostle John put it. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. So, our job is to ensure that every one of us reap the full benefits of the cross. Now, in Mark chapter 3, Jesus comes into the synagogue. The Bible says he comes in there again. And there's a man with a withered hand. The word withered, the word withered, the word withered means to completely, number one, to completely dry up, all right? And that means to become totally free of any liquid, any water, any moisture. Number two, the word withered means to become paralyzed. Number three, it means to lose all vitality. And number four, it means to become useless. That's what the word withered. And here in the synagogue is a man that has a withered hand. Now, you might not have a withered hand, but I do believe that COVID has brought with it a withering wind like the east wind that's described in the Bible. It was the east wind that came into Egypt that brought in the plagues and the pestilences and the darkness and all that was in there. And I want to ask you today, what is it that has withered in your life? What is it? What is it today in your life that has become dried up, it's become paralyzed, it's lost all vitality, it's lost purpose and direction, and has become useless in your life? Is it perhaps your walk with God that has withered? 
Is it perhaps your marriage that has withered and dried up? Is it maybe your health that is faltering? It's become withered and dried up. Is it maybe your businesses and all the spaghetti? What do you, what, what do you call money in a... Mullah, is it the mullah that has dried up, withered up and dried up? Is it your ministry, your gifting that has withered and dried up? Maybe it's the visions and dreams that you had for your business, your family, your marriage that once you had, but now have withered and dried up. What is it in your life that has dried up? Hallelujah. You see, we can pretend and put on a show and religion is all about a show. But having a relationship with Jesus, it, it, it's, there's no show about that. It is what it is. Come on. If, if you are pretending and putting on a mask and putting on a show, you know what happens? Jesus will pass you by. I don't want Jesus to pass me by. Come on, if you have a need and there's something in your life that is withered up, Jesus is here today to minister to you. Did you read verse 1? Verse 1 says, and he entered the synagogue again. Means that he was, he had been in the synagogue, but the man with the withered hand wasn't there. And so Jesus had to go back again to the synagogue to be, to minister, to restore, to heal the man with the withered hand. Why? Because it's not the will of God for any one of us to have anything withered in our lives. Hallelujah. It means that if Jesus has to come back into your business, come back into your marriage, come back into your life to heal you from that withered condition, he'll do it. Hallelujah. It speaks of the never-ending, never-failing love of God for you and me today, that he came to seek and save that which was lost, not just to save, but to restore the man's hand was restored back to original condition. To restore means to a place of dominion and authority. To restore means back to a place of being in Christ. He is the vine. You are the branches abiding in Him and with Him. And if He has to come back again to your house, to your marriage, to your business, to your situation, family, I'm here to tell you, He will do it. He will do it. Why? Because Jesus is moved with the compassion for the needs of humanity. He's moved because today there are many that have been blighted by the east winds brought by the enemy, and there is a part of them that is with us. So I want to ask you again, what is it that is withered in your life? What is it that has been paralyzed by the enemy? Maybe it's by COVID. Maybe it's not by COVID. I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm here to tell you, Jesus wants to heal you. But part of that healing is owning up and admitting that you are in need. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Look at what Psalm 1 and verse 3 says. He shall be or she shall be or they shall be. He shall be like a tree planted. Planted. In your Bibles, I want you to highlight that word planted. Why, pastor? Because I'm here to remind you that the devil wants to uproot you and disconnect you and get you out of the fold, get you out of the family, get you out of, out of God, out of his word, out of his presence, out of worship, out of faith. That's what the devil wants. But here God says, he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water, rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season whose leaf also shall not wither. 
It's not the will of God for you to be withered up this morning. It's not the will of God for your life to be withered up, paralyzed, rendered useless by the east wind of COVID or whatever it is that has been blowing in your life. He or she shall be like a tree whose marriage shall not wither. He or she shall be like a tree whose business and finances shall not wither. He or she shall be like a tree planted by the river whose dreams and visions shall not wither. Can you say amen? And I'm here to tell you this morning that we, all of us, we still believe in the divine, supernatural intervention of God. Hallelujah. You say, why do you say that? Because no, when, when everything else fails, I mean, listen, education can take you so long. COVID specialists can help you only so much. Doctors can only help you so much. Economists can help you only. There is still a lot of unexplained stuff in this, in this whole wide world. As a matter of fact, and you've heard me say this before, when I was studying pharmacy, the guys were teaching us something in particle physics, and and 15, 20, 25 years later, however, however else it was, I don't know how long it was, but they're they telling us, what we taught you back then, scrap it because uh, we, we found something else. And even then, we're still not quite sure. So I believe... I believe in the divine supernatural intervention of God, especially now in the midst of COVID, when there are economic storms that are blowing our way, and there's a climate of unease and uncertainty and darkness and gloominess and heaviness all around us. Come on, family. It's very easy to give in to the spirit of fear. It's very easy to lose your grip on God and His Word. It's very easy to become detached and disconnected. It's very easy to give way to my reason and my rationale. It's very easy to lift up your fist against God and blame Him for this and for that. That's exactly what the enemy wants. But call me old-fashioned. I still believe in the divine supernatural intervention of God. We serve a miracle-working God, and He is able anytime, any place, anywhere, anyhow, He is able to intervene on your and my behalf. Isn't that, isn't that phenomenal? Isn't that wonderful to know that when we've done everything and we've tried to put an equation to everything and formularize everything, God can still unexpectedly intervene on my behalf. So what exactly is the divine supernatural intervention of God? What is it? What is it? Can you tell us what it is, Pastor? Yeah, it's when God steps into my world and your world. God steps into your and my world to do what? And he changes the course of events with his favorable outcome. With his favorable outcome. God steps in, hallelujah. Unexpectedly, he steps in to my world, to my situation, to the, to the adversity that I'm in right now, to the heaviness that I'm in right now, to the heartache that I'm finding myself in right now, to the sorrow that I'm in right now. God steps into my world and changes the course of events with a favorable outcome. Hallelujah. And he can do this by just appearing suddenly. There's a lot of suddenlies in the Bible. 
And that's just God intervening, the divine intervention of God. He can do it by just stepping in powerfully. He is a my and your El Gabor, the Lord who is strong and mighty and powerful. He can do it by interrupting my situation. Come on, let God interrupt. Let God interfere with, my, with your affairs. Don't keep him out of your affairs. Say, God, come. You can interfere in this business transaction. If I'm doing business with the wrong person, you're welcome to interfere and stop me from making a mistake. A divine intervention can be by God overwhelming me in my circumstances, by overtaking my situation, by bypassing certain channels, hallelujah, by realigning me with His Word and His purpose. Come on. God can do it. He can do it. I believe in the divine, supernatural intervention of God. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. This is my expectation. I'm believing. I'm believing for God to intervene. I am, that's my faith working. I'm working my faith for God to intervene in my situation. Hallelujah. This is what my believing is all about. I'm not here to do it on my own. If God be for me, who can be against me and against you? Hallelujah. That's what I'm confessing. That's what I'm declaring. The divine supernatural intervention of God. There are some of you that have children that are wayward, not serving God. What do you need? You need God to intervene on your behalf. I mean, you, obviously I'm not telling you to stop praying, but sometimes you, while you're praying, you just got to step back and say, God, I give you permission to interfere with my daughter's life. I give you permission to realign my son's life. He's going a different direction. God, I believe in the divine supernatural intervention of God. This man with the withered head experienced a divine intervention. Jesus had to come back again to the synagogue so that he could have a divine, supernatural intervention of God. Hallelujah! What can you expect when God intervenes supernaturally? What are the two outcomes that you can expect? I'll tell you what it is, a supernatural supply. Come on, some of you need to just take that word. God, I thank you for a, su a supernatural supply means that you have so much, such quantity, that it fully meets your present needs and your future dreams. My present needs right now are all paid for, every expense covered, hallelujah, and what I have in the future, my dreams and my aspirations and my goals, God is going to supply that because there's just so much, a supernatural supply, supernatural supply. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm here to tell you that money has not left South Africa. Money has not left, sat all the money that you need to accomplish what God has called you to do is right here in this country. It's right here in this country. And a divine supernatural intervention of God, God steps in and He supplies all your needs, hallelujah. That's the first outcome. The second outcome is that you are blessed. You become so blessed, you become so blessed that now everywhere you go, you're a blessing. I'm so blessed, and I bless you. I'm so blessed, I bless you. I'm so blessed, I bless you. You have so much that's overflowing that now you're here to help others. You're here to help the church. You're here to help South Africa. You're here to help Durban. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? 
Hallelujah. Now, those of you that are at home right now, I need you to stand up to your feet, and I want you to say these words after me. Thank you, Father, for your word that's come to me today. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. And no matter what winds of adversity are blowing in my life, no matter what part of me is withered, I still believe. I still believe in the supernatural divine intervention of God that what the enemy has meant for harm, God, my God, will reverse it and bring about my good. You are able, Lord, you are able, Lord, to step into my world and change the course of events with a favorable outcome. Come on, say it like you believe it, with a favorable outcome. Some of you need to prophesy that to yourself. With a favorable outcome, today, right now, I receive your supernatural supply and declare myself, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I am that tree. I am that tree planted by the rivers of water. And nothing in my life shall wither and dry up Instead, because of the life of God that flows in me, every part of me is blessed. I'm blessed in my spirit. I'm blessed in my mind. I'm blessed in my will. I'm blessed in my emotions. I'm blessed in my body. I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed when I go in the farm. Hallelujah. Whatever I put my hand to, whatever I put my hand to, prospers and multiplies. I have supernatural supply. I have supernatural supply. And it overflows to meet my present needs and my future dreams. Lord, you have extravagantly extravagantly bless me so that I in turn can be a blessing to others, my family, my children, my church, and my nation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a praise offering right now. Stretch your hands out towards those that are watching. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word that's come to us today. Huh. Yeah, you can enter our situations again, just like you went into that synagogue one more time. And when you did, you found the man with the withered hand. And I know that it's not your desire for anything in our lives to be withered. God, you desire for us to be made whole. You desire for every part of us to be restored. That's part of the cross. And I thank you today that there is the manifestation of what you did for us on the cross 2,000 years ago. Oh, God, I thank you right now that there is a fresh wind, not a withering wind, but a wind of blessing, a wind of favor, a wind of life right now, a wind of hope 
that blows into every home right now, into every family in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See, the cross is for every part of you, but more importantly for the part of you that's most important, and that is your heart, your spirit. The Bible says God is spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And I don't know, maybe for some strange reason, whatever it is, and we're not here to judge anybody, I feel the love of God coming into every home. I feel the mercy, the grace of God. But right now, you say, Pastor, my heart is withered. My relationship with God is withered. Maybe you never had a relationship with Jesus. And guys, I'm not talking about religion, please. I'm not talking about doing the outside, but inside uh, there's just, you know, all kinds of messy things and ugly things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having a relationship, an ongoing, a living, loving relationship with this wonderful Savior right now. Jesus wants to restore. If you, if you didn't know Him and you've backslidden today, you're coming back today. That withered heart, that withered relationship is going to be restored in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you never knew Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today you're coming to know Him because He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Loves you so much. Oh, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the love of God. You don't know the mercy of God. You don't know the grace of God. He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you in, on the inside. He wants to take out that heart of sin and put in a heart of flesh, a heart that loves God, a heart that is connected to God. Come on, right there in your home. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer, and I want you guys to help me in the back, all right? Would you say these words after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name, just as I am, with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I give you my heart today, right now. I confess you as my Lord, my Savior, my healer. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on that cross, but three days later, for my sake, you were raised back to life. And today, by faith, as I call upon your name, believe in my heart, I am saved. I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I thank you right now that what, what was once withered, a relationship that maybe did not exist, is now existing supernaturally. God, I thank you that you have resurrected those who were dead in you that lost you for some reason, were disconnected from the family. I thank you that today they've been reconnected back to you. And I thank you, Lord, let every one of them have an encounter with you, Jesus. And we pray this for every person in Jesus' name. Family, come on, you can step out. Next week I'm going to conclude on how Jesus said to the man, step forward and stretch out. Step forward. 
humility. Stepping forward means you have to get from where you are to where God wants you to be. You can't still stay in that place. You have to position yourself in order for God to intervene. And then you have to stretch out, which means there's not a part of you that you can leave untouched and unmarked by God. That's for next week. But we've enjoyed this time. Thank you so much, Wayne, all of the blended guys here. From all of us here, we love you. Can't wait to be together with you. We've got a surprise for you on Thursday, Life Group. So we'll see you back then, all right? From all of us, we love you. Bye-bye.